Youth Ministry Institute original podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Making Sense of Ministry podcast. This is the podcast designed to help you lead well in your ministry, transform lives, and impact generation. I'm Brian Lawson, back again with Kirsten Knox. Hey, Kirsten. Hey, everyone. Hey, Brian. So today we're going to talk about something that I think um, everyone in ministry, um, probably whether it's youth, children, family, or any level of ministry, um, deals with. And I know I dealt with on a on a in all transparency a semi regular basis. Um, so today we're going to talk about discouragement in ministry. Um, where does it come from? You know, what is it? How does it impact us? And what do we do um, to get past it? So I don't know about you, Kirsten, but I think uh, a lot of people who face discouragement um, sometimes maybe give up too early. Yes. Yeah, I think so. And you, I don't think you always expect it. Like, I think the first couple of times that you feel discouraged, you wonder, is there something wrong? Am I doing something wrong? And I'm like, I have felt discouragement on on the regular. So I think that like happens often. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I know a lot of Wednesdays, our program, our main program is on Wednesdays. We had Sunday stuff, but our main programs are always Wednesdays. Um, I would go home and I would relax on the couch eating my Chipotle. And that whole night, the rest of the night, I'm thinking, it's time to quit. I'm done. Like tomorrow I'm quitting. And then maybe Thursday morning, I might think that for a little while too. Um, you know, obviously I didn't, but boy, I should have thought it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. know. Is, this, is that something you've experienced? Yeah, I think, yes. Oftentimes I think I would say, hmm, I'm not so sure about this anymore. Like that was kind of my like, hmm. I think maybe I need to process this, but oftentimes, which is ironic, but oftentimes for me too, it was after going home after our main programming mm. and feeling that because in that moment, it didn't look like everything doesn't look like the way I would like it to look like. And there's, for me, there's discouragement in that space. Yeah. I don't know if, when I think back on my own, I'm not sure if it was as much that it wasn't where I wanted it or I didn't like something as much as it was. Um, I don't, can I continue to carry this weight? Mm. That's, I think that's what it was for me. Like, can I do this again? <laughs> um, and also, also, I mean, it is fair to say though, sometimes kids would upset you or disappoint you or volunteers. And then to say, well, can I retrain them again? Or can I redirect them again? Or can- Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, or someone left and now I have to find a replacement, you know, um, those kind of things. I don't know. That's what. Yeah. Never ending. You're yeah. like, I'm still there. Once again, we're doing this again. Like whatever that is, finding a new volunteer, helping, having similar conversations. Yeah, I could see that. It is heavy. I think sometimes we don't talk about that either. There's a heaviness to leading ministry. Mm-hmm. That until you do it, you don't always recognize it. And then I don't think we always know what to do with it. Yeah. Like, is that okay? Is that normal? And I would say it is normal. We all feel that heaviness. That's part of it. Absolutely. Yeah, you were just saying before we got on, I mean, is this something you f- you faced recently? Or <laughs> I know. I told you, yes, because I'm like, well, this is ironic because I just felt discouraged. It's our main programming night currently um, is Monday night. So I was leaving Monday nights and I thought, oh, 
this is, I think, well, here's, here is this, there are core values that I have. And when we, I have nights, we have nights where I feel like we have missed the mark and those core values. That's mm-hmm. discouraging to me. Um, and so I think that, I mean, I want to have a ministry where there's some, we negotiate, we work together, right? There's this give and take with students, but there are a couple of things that I'm not willing to give on. And that is how we treat one another in small groups. When someone shares something of value, And so I have some middle school boys and girls, it's a middle school group, but they're mostly boys who've gotten in the habit that the only way they know how to communicate is like picking and poking at each other. Mm. And I think, right, they're middle schoolers, they're learning how to communicate their friends, but that's like the only way they communicate. And I'm like, there's a space for that. But when someone shares something in small group, which, you know, you're like the gym happens, someone shares something and you're like, let's hold on to this moment. And then when that making fun happens in that space, and I don't think they do it out of like being mean, but it sure doesn't encourage people to have the courage to share things that happens in their life. Right. And um, these are middle schoolers. These are middle, middle schoolers. schoolers. Yes. So I had to get, we had to have a little bit of firmness last night about who we are going to be and how we're going to treat each other in this space in this time. And sometimes I just feel like, I think we've gone later nights. We do really good at that, but I I'm like, we're here again. Like, so there's this, that discouragement. I'm like, okay. But then I'm like, here we are, we're going to work. We're going to work at this. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not willing to negotiate that. So, you know, you go home and you think how we, we need to, we need to vision cast that a little bit more, right? We need to talk about it. We need to set it up. And I think probably the most discouraging part was, I know this is a habit we've created or that has been created in that friend group. And so mm-hmm. I started the small group, set in on the small group and kind of set it up by saying, Hey, let's remember who we are and how we treat people in this space. And a couple of times gently throughout. So I'm like, I did all the things, you know, <laughs> It was to set the expectations. When they miss the expectations, you remind them of the expectations. And then I was like, and we're done. (laughs) Well, and we remember too, like middle school students, especially when things get serious, they get uncomfortable real quick. Oftentimes. And then what they don't know how else to respond. Right. Other than just direct attention to somebody else. So no one will notice that I'm uncomfortable um, Mm -hmm. or uncertain about how to respond to this. Yeah. I'm like, part of it's very age appropriate. Yeah. Um, And then it's almost like that's what gets attention. Right. So now students who typically don't do that are now doing that because that has become the cool thing. And I'm like, we're going to break this habit. Well, this is, you know, there's a time to tease and poke around, but there's a time when someone shares that we're going to honor that. That's courageous to share something about your life. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, we're going to use you as the guinea pig then here, Kirsten. Uh, here we go. So you, you've had a discouraging night uh, last night, right? Today's Tuesday when we're recording this. So you had a discouraging mm-hmm. night last night. Um, probably not feeling great about it this morning, I would imagine. So how do you or or what patterns have you developed over the years that help you walk after the discouragement, right? That help you move mm-hmm. forward through it in a healthier, good way? Or maybe you've done some habits that were not healthy, um, <laughs> getting over it. Um, you know, but, uh, but what's so like, what does Kirsten do today or tomorrow, um, to try to recalibrate if you will? Uh, two things. One, I talked to a couple of my volunteers last night, like we stood in the parking lot and dissected it, right. Mm-hmm. Like talked about what we want it to look like, how we're going to, so we strategized and remembered, this is part of the age, right? We want to be a place where they practice relationships. 
that is messy. So the self-talk of really understanding where they are and what is happening is the first thing. Um, And then this morning, I talked to another friend. We walk in the morning. So we were talking and talking about ministry and she's in ministry. So that was helpful, like someone who got it. So those Mm -hmm. are two things. And sleep, because I am an introvert. So after a program night, that's a lot of peopling and I'm tired. So I also know when I'm tired, I see things differently. So I'm like a good night's rest will also help me see this, you know, like not be put it in, in perspective of listen, if this is, if this is what we're dealing with, it's a good problem. I mean, in the sense of it's not the worst thing, but no. those are, so talking to people sleeping and then today having a strategy. So I'm like already a format, like in my head, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> this is the game plan. <laughs> I told my friend this morning, I was like, listen, we're going to break this habit because I'm going to tell you I'm going to win. <laughs> Which probably is, the, uh, you know, like put it in the competition. I'm right, like, right. I'm going to I'm going to win this because I'll fight for this. Which you have experience and you know how to develop these strategies and how you're going to, you know, de- you're going to I don't know, say defeat this discouragement mm-hmm. or defeat this attitude in the group that has created this. Um, but I think for somebody who's new in ministry, this probably highlights the importance of having some sort of mentor. Or somebody mm-hmm. you can talk to who maybe has been doing this for a while because you may not know what to do. You may not know how to defeat it in your words or to, mm-hmm. you know, to put this in its place, essentially. Um, so you're that's probably one of the one of the good things about experience is you've got that um to lean on. Yeah, that community or people who get it has always been very important for me. And I think to process it and talk through it. So yes, I would say find someone. In ministry who has been doing it for a while and find whether that's a formal, we call them a mentor, if it's something we go to lunch, you know, somewhat on the regular, but being able to do that, I think is so valuable and that that is helpful to be able to do. Hey friends, are you currently serving in a church as a youth or children's minister, perhaps a family minister, and you want to grow in your leadership? Uh, gain some new skills and build confidence. Uh, well, we at the Youth Ministry Institute offer a certification program both for youth and children's ministers, and this is designed to help those of you who are already serving uh, to accelerate both your leadership skills and your understanding of ministry. Uh, it's a cohort-based program that starts twice a year, uh, and so we are currently recruiting uh, new students to join the next cohort. So if you're interested, uh, reach out to us at yminstitute.com. And now back to the podcast episode. A uh, question for you, Kirsten, um, that I was thinking about as you were talking. Is your discouragement directed towards what's happening in the program or does it ever turn towards yourself? Like, does it always stay, I'm discouraged by what's happening outside of me? Or is it ever turned to, well, now I'm not sure if I can do this? Mm-hmm. I think it depends on what it is. Okay. I think like the other narrative that if I'm not careful is what haven't you done well, that this is what you're experiencing. Mm. Like, how do you need to lead better? How do you need to empower better? So that gets turned on me. Like, and I think there are some things when I get discouraged that I do sometimes wonder not if I probably do. I want to do this. Do I Mm. still want to do this? Like, This takes a lot of energy. And for me, it's not my main job, right? It's a side job. So you're like, do I want to do this? (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that's probably the other piece. But what I recognize more than anything is it, the reason it bothers me so much is because it's a core value. Like my core Mm -hmm. value is I want students to show up and be themselves and that be good enough. Yep. So I think also when there's discouragement, I try to process what is the root of what's going on inside of me and try to be curious in that space that is causing discouragement. And sometimes I was like a little disproportionate to what's happening. And oftentimes that's for me because that means it has crossed, like there's a core value there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for me, my discouragement often turned inwards, not necessarily outwards. So like it was, it was um, propelled by or began by something outward, <clears throat> something in the ministry, something in a person's life, something we're lacking or not going well, or, I mean, I guess at times I envisioned it being different than it actually was. Um, but then it quickly turned inward for me as in like, am I, am I still capable? Like, am mm. I still capable to speak to young people in a way that they connect with? Right. That and, and do I still know enough about their culture or, you know, am I patient enough for for this still, or like, am I empathetic enough still for this? Like, I just don't want to be like, cause usually when I get discouraged, I'm like, I just don't want to care. I just want to yeah. shut down and I don't want to care. And I just want to be, <laughs> this is how terrible. Sometimes I just want to be in a bad mood. Like I just want to be cranky. Yeah. <laughs> and, I don't want to work myself out of these feelings. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I just want to stay here for a little bit. Um, and so I just, that's why I was curious if yours was really external or internal. I think mine turns more internal than external. Um, and, uh, and so in my head, oftentimes I would write my resignation letter, even though I didn't actually ever write it or turn it in. But in my head for a little bit, I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what was helpful to me um, is a lot of reflection afterwards um, about like where did this come from? You know, like, did this come from the actions of a person? Did this come from an environment that I set up that I can adjust? I mean, kind of what you're talking about, you're going to adjust this small group environment, which will then minimize the discouragement you face later down the road as they make that adjustment, right? Is there something that I have set up or allowed to happen that has caused this? Um, You know, so like I try to trace down, like, what's the root of it? Like, what's the Mm -hmm. source of this? Not because I can stop it all the time, but maybe I can reduce the number of times that I hit that wall. Um, the other thing is oftentimes have I slept well recently? Have I ate well? Am I like doing anything exercise related? Am I doing anything for myself? Um, and all of those are fair questions. I think a lot of times for when discouragement hits, I would probably say to one of those, I'm not doing very well, maybe more than one of those. I'm probably not doing very well. Um, and I that always schedule sense. my easy work on the day after my programming. Like my my work I like kind of enjoy or doesn't require a lot of me is always the day after my main programming mm-hmm. because I know I'm probably going to walk in the day after not super gung-ho for, <laughs> for what's next. Unless we had a great night, right? Unless we had a great right. night. Right. You're yeah. like, yes. Yeah. I had a boss um, when I first started ministry and he said every week, every Monday, I want to quit. Yeah. And I like... I was like, I think that just gave freedom. And that's like, I was it almost normalized it because my first full-time ministry job and I was the associate youth pastor. And that's what he would say. Every Monday, I want to quit my job. And I was like, oh, so I'm not alone. Like, this is normal in that space. But I think reflecting is important and also being able, right? It's a symptom sometimes mm-hmm. of other things that is happening 
I would say I tend not to have a short fuse. So when my fuse feels shorter, that's the same indication for me, Brian, that there's something in my life. Usually for me, it means I'm not spending enough time alone time. Yeah. That there is something that is causing my fuse to be short. So therefore I'm a lot easy. It's a lot easier to be discouraged than I typically would be on any other night. So you're like, on another night, I may not feel it at all. Be like, eh, here's where we are. This is what we're going to do about it. Or it might be a night that I walk away pretty discouraged. Yeah. That was a gift. You know, like even if, even if you don't feel that you want to quit every Monday or every Thursday or whatever, it's a gift to have somebody say to you, that's, I feel this on a regular mm-hmm. basis because I don't think I had anybody tell me that ever, like ever for a, at least for a really long time that I know other people felt the same way. So there was always this sort of little bit of guilt that I'm like, wow, gosh, that was exhausting. I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Um, and I just didn't tell anybody for a really long time. And I wonder how many people who listen to this maybe are in the same place. You know, maybe they find themselves discouraged at different times and they've not said it out loud. Yes. I think there's so much that we feel like we can't say because it's not right to feel that way or to be that way, particularly when we're in ministry. There's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves as leaders um, versus normalizing those things and saying, yeah, yeah, I do. This is hard. Because, you know. You, you're doing something for Jesus. So you've got to be excited all the time and it's got to be great. And you've got to love it all the time. And yeah. yet we know you, that's not true. Yeah, it's just not real. I'm <laughs> like, that's just not, that's not real. Yeah. We, yeah. Discouragement is part of the game, I think. And I would say then, then what do you like for me? Then I start to process what, what for me in ministry brings life and is energizing. Mm-hmm. And can I put some of that in my day? So like later this week, I'm doing breakfast with one of our volunteers and that is what, that will energize me. So I'm like, put some things this next week that does that. So that helps, that helps me to move through that discouragement. Yeah. I, I have a very similar thing that I would meet oftentimes with a network of, you know, of youth or children's people in the area. And they were often meet, scheduled for Thursdays. Now I was leading that, so I didn't choose Thursday, but I certainly didn't push it back when they wanted to do Thursday. I was like, yeah, Thursday's great because I'm usually going to come near kind of cranky and y'all are going to make me not so cranky. <laughs> so let's do this. Um, and so that was always helpful for me. You know, that was like once a month uh, was always super energizing for me. Um, and uh, even if I didn't have anything to contribute to the conversation, to just hear um, mm. other people's conversation was meaningful to me. Um, so like, I'm wondering for the person who's, you know, maybe facing discouragement now, maybe it's a, from one, a one meeting, or maybe it's a season that's been discouraging. Um, so I wonder if they've taken time to trace, you know, can you trace back where this is coming from? You know, are there triggers that you've got that make you more discouraged than other times? And what also gives you life? Like you were mentioning Kirsten, like what things can you do that is life giving to you and affirming? Um, and then, of course, this also goes back to the whole, you know, can you remember that you are cared by, you are mm-hmm. loved and cared for by Jesus, regardless of ministry? I mean, you know, can you remember that um, would be some things that I would think. So, yeah, I think all those things are good things. Find people who get it in ministry and put them in your life. I'm like, I think that's fuel to us. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Very brief 
statement here, friends, is this. If you're discouraged, you're not alone. <laughs> All of us feel it at some level of different seasons in different ways, even if no one said, even if people don't say it. Um, and uh, if you feel like you want to quit the day after your programming, you're you're not alone. Lots yeah. of us join the club. Way. Join the club. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so know you're not alone, but um, but do think about some steps you could take afterwards um, to help both uh, recover from the discouragement. I don't know if recover is the right word. Move past, move through there the discouragement, go. and also maybe recognize where it's coming from, so that maybe you can minimize it um, in the future. So, yeah, stay curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I think that's all we have for you, friends. I um, as always, I hoped we helped you make sense of this thing we call ministry. To learn more how we might guide you towards success in youth or children's ministries, head over to yminstitute.com.